What do you think of when you picture a cross to bear? Perhaps you think of a chronic illness, that's your cross to bear, or an irritating person in your life, or a, a difficulty, a, a complaining uh, customer, a complaining parishioner if you're in church life, an unpleasant duty. Those are times when we say, oh, it's just my cross to bear, I suppose. But really, that's not what Jesus meant when he spoke of a cross to bear in Luke chapter 14, verse 27. Uh, there's another kind of misunderstanding about this phrase, the cross to bear. Uh, there are many religious types who trudge grim-faced towards heaven and they imagine that their own efforts are their cross to bear. Uh, when they hear Jesus say, take up your cross and follow me, they think, great, a challenge. Um, somehow Jesus' words inspire them to a greater determination to earn the kingdom. But this too is a misunderstanding of bearing our cross. Jesus doesn't want us determined. He wants us dead. Here is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 14, verse 27. Anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Let me highlight three aspects to this bearing the cross. Uh, firstly, it means identifying with Jesus. We carry our cross and follow Jesus. That's really the important part. My cross to bear is not any old hardship. This is about walking as Jesus walked and treading that path with Jesus. If there's suffering along the way, and there will be, but if there's suffering along the way, it's not because I have sought suffering, it's because I've sought Jesus. He is the heart of it. Secondly, it means giving up on my old life, abandoning the dreams of the flesh. When Jesus speaks of our cross to bear, he's not referring to the inconvenience or the weight of it. You know, if a first century man found himself carrying his own cross, its heaviness would be the least of his worries. It's where he is headed that is the issue. Any minute the positions will be reversed and the cross on the man will become the man on the cross. If you ever saw something, someone bearing their cross in the first century, you would know instantly they were on their way to die. Their death was a fait accompli. We get a sense of it in modern times if we've seen the film The Green Mile. Uh, as Percy the Jailer leads John Coffey to death row, he cries out to all and sundry, we've got a dead man walking here. We've got a dead man walking. That's the condition of a man bearing his cross. He's on his way to execution. He's a dead man walking. Jesus is not referring to some uncomfortable or irritating burden that we need to carry in order to get saved. And he's not laying out some arduous path in life. He's speaking of our death sentence. A Christian is someone who considers them, themselves dead already. We are not to pursue our own life goals. We should consider our, ourselves dead to our own little dreams and ambitions. So we identify with Jesus. We give up on our own plans and preferences. But thirdly, bearing our cross means being freed from our old life as well. Uh, perhaps you've read stories or seen on the news um, times when people have faked their own deaths. Have you seen when people do this? Why do they do that? Well, usually it is to escape a crippling debt. Because once you're dead, the debt is gone. Well, here is good news. According to Jesus, we are as good as dead. We're counted as dead. We're dead men walking, dead women walking, because through Christ's death, he has taken us to himself. He's paid off our debts in full. And now we owe to sin what a corpse owns to, owes to a lender, which is what? Nothing. Nada. Zilch. So bearing our cross means, yes, following Jesus. Yes, it means death to our old lives. 
Uh, but it also means freedom from our old lives. And what do we bring to the table? What's our contribution? Well, we don't have any spiritual liveliness to offer. All we bring is death. And Jesus says, you've got death, I can work with that. I specialize in working with death. We don't have life to offer to Jesus. All we bring to the equation is death. But that's what he takes from us. And that's why Luke chapter 14 ends the way that it does. In verse 28, Jesus tells a mini parable about building a tower when you can't do it. And then from verse 31, he tells a story about going to war when you can't win the battle. What should you do in those circumstances? Just surrender. Seek terms of peace, verse 32. And this is how we should respond to Jesus' teaching about bearing our cross. Jesus doesn't want us determined. He wants us dead. He doesn't want us resolved. He wants us surrendered. Bearing our cross is not about earning our salvation through gritted teeth. If we think like that, then we haven't done our sums. We think that we can build the tower ourselves. We think we can win the war ourselves. No, we can't build that tower. We can't win that battle. We cannot save ourselves. But if we come to Jesus saying, Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling, well, then we have the welcome of heaven. You know, it's fascinating to see how Luke continues. Remember, uh, Luke didn't write the chapter divisions in. That came centuries and centuries later. So chapter 15 just flows straight out of the teaching that Jesus has on bearing your cross. So what is the response to Jesus telling people, you've got to bear your cross? Chapter 15, verse 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around Jesus to hear him. Tell me more about bearing my cross. I, I love this good news. I can be dead to the old life. I can be free to the old life. I love that good news. But verse 2 of chapter 15, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. See, that's what the religious are thinking. When Jesus says, bear your cross, all the Pharisees know he's actually welcoming sinners to himself. He's actually saying, you can be dead already. You You can be dead to the old life. I don't like that, say the Pharisees. It's really interesting. Jesus says to a whole bunch of people, the sinners and tax collectors, who realize that they're just dead in the water, and Jesus says, ah, you're dead in the water, that's great, just give me your death. Give it to me. I can do something with that. Taking up our cross is not about proving to Jesus that we can do it. We don't bring to Jesus our liveliness. We come to Jesus confessing ourselves to be dead. And as we take up our cross, really, it's a sign that we're saying, look, I can't do the Christian life. I'm a dead man walking. Perhaps you're a dead man walking, a dead woman walking, but you're walking after Christ and he knows how to handle death. Let's finish with Paul's wonderful words in Galatians 2 verse 20. Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Good news, isn't it? But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what it means to bear your cross.